0: Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, New City Church. How are we doing today? Oh, that was kind of weak. Now, come on. After that, let me ask that one more time. How are we doing this morning, New City? Ooh, man, I tell you what. Um, hitting, hitting, the, hitting the living room style today, man. Digging it. Digging it, right? I know. Mean, I love this, man. I love it. Whew, golly. I don't know. You guys seem to open up a new can of awesome every week. I um, almost said something bad, man. It's just... You guys are expecting anything too? Like, do do do. Like Judy's like, do do. Okay. Uh, well, good morning, New City Church. My name is uh, Casey. Guys, thank you again. Um, I mean, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music this morning. It always, like I said, um, always gets me. Um, even if I'm, I, and I try, guys, d- very hard to to be ready to to give uh, what God has laid on me to give. And there is always a. Um, just not a reservation, I shouldn't say, like, God, I don't think you're right. But, um, but sometimes there, there are just times where I'm like, there's so many things going on. I happen to get sick this week. And so but it is, it is wonderful to be able to come into a place, into a church, and go, man, um, the, the music and the worship, it just sort of gets you ready. Amen? Man, it's so cool. It's so cool. Hey, you know, we've been going through the, uh, the story. And uh, you know the story is the the abridged version of the Bible. We're going to take a break for a few weeks, and what we're going to do is we're going to be going through a series called At the Cross, and uh, and we're going that's going to lead up to uh, Easter, like Good Friday and Easter. So we'll pick the story back up then. So don't you know don't don't lose your story books or anything like that. So kind of keep reading those and that kind of thing. But um, we're going to be going through that and going through basically. And you, if you saw the sign, it says seven. There is there are seven things we want to explore that Jesus said on the cross and let me kind of give you kind of a a, an update and, and bring you up to speed of where we have been uh over the previous few weeks you know we've talked about jesus uh beginning his public ministry and he steps out first the first time he steps out publicly uh and does a does a public sermon the sermon on the mount and he says things like blessed are the the poor in spirit the meek the humble the those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and you're going to see some of that uh, that kind of sandwich into him him leading up to the cross and what he says on the cross up to that he also says things like blessed are those who are persecuted slandered and all kinds of false things are said on account of me said you're blessed if that happens to you now let's let's be honest I mean, if somebody lies about you and calls you a, a bad name and publicly tries to shame you, that, let's just be real. That kind of sucks, right? Amen? I mean, it does. Man, how many, how many of you has that happened to? A, a lot of us, right? Like, it's, it's just terrible. And, and so, and, and Jesus is like, hey, you're blessed. Like, they don't, I don't feel very blessed, God. This is not, not what they said on TV, what it's going to feel like, right? But blessed, understanding what blessed means is that God recognizes your name. Like if you go through junk on account of Him, by the way, are you going to go through junk on account of Him because if you're a follower of His, what's going to happen? Stuff, right? Right? I mean, stuff's going to happen, right? I don't think it makes the bumper stickers, but it does. And so so we need to understand that it, it's going to happen. It's gonna. Things are going to happen in our lives, man, that that on a uh, many almost, it's almost like for some of us as soon as we say man i'm going to follow jesus from now on man and how many times have you heard me say to, to especially when i was a youth youth pastor man i would say to say to some of the youth and i say it to the people now i try to almost talk them out of following jesus and a lot of you people in church go don't do that the evangelists are freaking out right like oh no we got to get as many people yeah i know but we got to make sure that they know what's coming like like and, and again i don't want to harp on that all the time man easter time easter time is going to come and he is risen it's going to be fun man but but there's this period of time leading up to Jesus' crucifixion man that's a real tough time for the disciples and we want to explore some of that some other things we talked about are things like model prayer like when god says our father and forgive us our debt says we forgive those who who uh, have debts against us right the the model prayer this is a Family language. This is togetherness. I don't know if that's a word, but it will be today. If that's cool, it is a word. Excellent, excellent. I had no idea. Sometimes my grammar is perfect, and I don't even know it. <laughs> but today, here's what I want to do. I, wanna, I want you to I want you to look at the Gospels and explore those things on your own. But I want to I want to look at look at Luke twenty three thirty four. That's the pivotal piece of what Jesus said today it should be on your screen too so it said jesus and this is as he's as he's hanging on the cross jesus said father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing and they divided up his clothes by casting lots which is a a, a fulfillment of prophecy see what we've talked about and what you see even starting jesus this is the end of jesus's public ministry i mean he rises from the dead and hangs around for another 40 days so uh, i mean but but as far as his 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 complete pre-risen state this is the end of his ministry he dies at this point right in a few short hours but when he starts his public ministry he starts talking about things like forgiveness and, and the fact that if you don't forgive others God can't forgive you. And that's how you're like, well, wait, 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 that's, that's kind of wild. And then he starts going, hey, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. There's a pattern here, isn't there? And there's a sandwich of ministry here of forgiveness. Guys, this is one of the things, and I'm telling you, forgiveness or the lack thereof is one of the, one of the things that will hinder us from hearing God's word his call many people say i wish i knew the will of god i wish i knew what god wanted me to do and yet we won't forgive so god can't tell you because you got that blocking And i've seen people forgive and all of a sudden they can hear god and they're gone they're like on mission now it's a wild wonderful thing see forgiveness is the key to hearing god's voice If you want to start writing these things down in your bulletin, or if you can actually get on your app and you can fill those things in, and when you're done with the end of the app, you can actually email them to yourself. A lot of people lose those bulletins and everything. Lack of forgiveness. A lack of forgiveness demonstrates that our standards are higher than God's. Like if you say, I'm never going to forgive that person, or if you say, I'm never going to forgive myself for what I've done. How many people do that right Well, all of a sudden you say well god your standards are perfect but mine are better than yours amen that's crazy talk but that's what we do when we start stop stop forgiving forgiveness is not conditional forgiveness is not well i'll forgive that person as long as they say they're sorry right that's not about that too and it is not dependent on another person's repentance it is it uh, what we do and this is how we roll in discipling too it is never about what somebody does it is about what I do what I can do because I can't control somebody else but I can certainly tell somebody else that I forgive them and that I'm sorry for having anger toward them even if they're the ones at fault and if they say well I don't care then I'm like well I'm taking it back no 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 that's it's important for us to do that amen I mean a lot of you are shaking your hands like yeah a lot of you're like oh crap man I think I'm in trouble today right Hey, hey we all are have been there and we all are there in some points of our life. And we will all struggle with some of these things. See, we talked a little bit about Philippians 2 a couple of weeks back. And I want to talk a little bit more, kind of get some of that in depth before we get into this whole idea of what, what it means for Jesus to have said this on the cross, man, and I'm And I'm I'm so enamored by Jesus, man. I love this cat. This is one bad mama-jama, the toughest guy that ever lived. And his task is asking, Father, will you smack these people down for what they're doing to me? They said, God, would you forgive them? Are you kidding me? Philippians 1, starting in verse 27. This is what Paul's writing to the church at Philippi. And I love Paul, man. But look at what he says to this church. He loves this church. He says, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the what? By what? Gospels, good news of Christ, right? Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together. This is common, common language. Togetherness. He should have said it. I'm going to ask the uh, folks that edited this Bible to see if they can put togetherness. Just kidding. As for as one for the faith, for the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is common language. It's a lot of people think I repeat myself all the time. Uh, no, God does in His Word. All we do is preach the Word. Right? This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed. Wow! But that you will be saved, and that by God for and that by God for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ. Not only to believe in Him, but also to suffer for Him. Since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united in Christ, any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy, what? Complete. By being like-minded, having the same love, being one in Spirit and of one mind. That's why it's so important for us to have no divisions, Amen. I mean, it's for, it's so important for us to have one spirit. Does that mean we're all like clones? Yeah, you're one of a, no, no. We are we are to be be of one mind, like we're, we're, individual ideas, individual opinions. Awesome stuff, man. But ultimately, we submit to the to the oneness that is that is Jesus. Do nothing. What what do some things? Oh boy, this is getting tough. Do nothing. Out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. I guarantee you when you start doing this, if you haven't started doing this already, when you start looking to the interests of other people, rather than like, well, what about mine? What about my satisfaction? What about my wants, my needs, my my desires, right? And all of a sudden you start looking at other people, man, God will give you the desires of your heart because you'll have a desire for other people to be blessed to know him, to, help, to be prosperous. I mean, it, all of a sudden, if you have that heart, God will give it to you because you are looking for their interest, And if you help them get what they need, what they desire, all of a sudden you'll have what you desire because you desire for them. Amen? That, you catch what I'm saying on this? In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself what? Nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And this brings us up to where we are today, his death on the cross. I want to give you a little bit of an insight into my story of forgiveness this is um man hard to say publicly but but i gotta tell you um none of us are are perfect i know that a lot of people think they come into churches like hey, eh, you know they're perfect uh there are times when i have questioned whether or not i am qualified to be a pastor or a preacher because of the things that have happened in my life and i know some of you all let me tell you not some of you all of you struggle with the very same thing amen you think there is no way and if you do struggle with that, you might want to check your humility, or if you don't struggle with that, you might want to check your humility scale. Like, nope, I'm perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> check that humility. Go back a few verses. I'm just asking. But my testimony about um, this forgiveness starts off 16 years ago. Um, bought a, uh, went into a rental property business and uh, some of you have heard this testimony. I've, I think I talked about this in Shawnee a couple of years ago. Um, some of you I've talked to individually about this, but you know, we we purchased this rental these rental properties and uh, went into a tremendous amount of debt uh, in in 2000. By the way, the real estate market was booming. Right? It's kind of like what it's doing now. It's it's pretty tempting. Be careful. Warning, warning. Um, don't do what I did. But but it made sense at the time, and I made a lot of personal. Um, investments, made a lot of, you know, put a second mortgage on the house to put into these rental properties, all this kind of stuff, right? And so for the first, you know, couple of years, it was really hard, but we started kind of actually turning a profit and, and making some money. And, and I was able to actually uh, consider leaving uh, the corporate position that I had and actually go into this full-time. And it was one of the dreams of mine, which is to be in, in, in a, uh, have a full-time job that I did full time. That was all I did. It was one of the dreams that I had at the time. And so I did that. And, and after, so worked and worked and worked. I mean, I would come home, man, just sheetrock for, I mean, for head to toe. You know? Anybody ever done sheetrock? It's a nasty job, right? And for a long time, I did that. Had a couple of people, one lady that I had bought one of the, one of the properties from, and her son approached me about doing some new, new properties in the same area that we were in. And they said, man, we'll make so much money. And, and her son was, her son, uh, was a, an insurance agent. He goes, I know all kinds of people. Man, they'll do it for cheap. We'll make all kinds of dough, we'll make all kinds of money. Man, it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. I mean, we ain't going to have to do nothing. We'll be retiring by the time we're 35. It's going to be great. And I was like, all right. They seem to know more than I do at the time. They, you know, she had all the, you know, the, all the experience in rental properties and things like that. And he seemed to know what he was talking about. And so we invested, and what I did was I took one of the properties I had had, and I had had taken the money out of that property and put it into this property. My partners had not done anything yet because they had talked me into doing this, which is, you know, I'm not angry or bitter anymore. I'll I'll talk to you about about how I had to go over through that, but just to give you kind of a glimpse of what I had to go through. And so one thing led to another, and the first contractor that my business partner had brought, took $25,000 from us and bolted. One contractor after another. It's like, like the building was cursed, you know. <laughs> to the point where we had well over half a million dollar cost overruns in, in, in addition to the original purchase price of the buildings. And what wound up happening is that I wound up selling properties to try to save this property that we had together and one of the party the, the the mom actually had started putting some money into it realizing this is going to go down quick and we're all going to have be in trouble here. Well, and and so what wound up happening was um I I, I sold properties to try to save. Sold properties to try to save. Worked for absolutely nothing, trying to save, trying to save, trying to save. Worked till looked like a dog and her son, I mean I'm again, I'm not I'm not angry about this anymore, but her son didn't do anything, didn't put any money in at all. And so 2008 hit what happened in 2008 real estate market crashed right boom banks start calling because in the commercial real estate business they start renewing every six months they're saying hey you have to come up with six figures or we're not going to be able to renew your loan because the values don't support it anymore well all the value's been put into the buildings right so all of a sudden banks start foreclosing boom Bloom, bloom. And I and my wife wound up losing, and I don't know how this happened because I don't remember ever having it, but we lost $1.2 million in this transaction. And I, I look at it and go, wow. About two years ago, got a letter in the mail from my two business partners what had happened, the son had talked to the mom and said, this is what we need to do. And they accused me of fraud. In federal court, by the way. And keep in mind, I had lost twice as much. Judy and I had lost twice as much as they did combined. Now, I was able to produce a couple of documents with some signed statements, that kind of thing, emails, within a matter of a few days, that was dismissed. The fraud was, but I was mad. How dare somebody say that about after what I did, after what the money that I lost, after the work that I did, and you did nothing? Seri- That's the mentality that I had. To the point that I felt the call to pastor. Uh, if you guys know Chris Moix, my buddy Mo Nine, right? He's going to be here next week. Ooh, buddy, you're in for a treat. And Matt Miller, who, who, got, who took me under their wing here at New City and said, hey, we're going to help you understand what it means to be a, a pastor in this church and what it means to be a, a leader and how to plant a church, what your dream is, what God's called you to do. I called them in the middle of this and said, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can be a pastor. I'm about to go kick somebody's door in. I'm bad, angry. How dare they do that? And what they had to do is they had to look, dude. If what you're saying is correct, you obviously didn't do what they're telling you you did. Why does it bother you? Because that's my name. Why does it bother you, right? And they reminded me what the things that Jesus had to go through, the slander that Christ had to do, had to go through, the things that they said about him, the things that they did to the disciples. And I started looking at it and said, what is wrong with me? And I literally had to pray every single day for those people. Seriously. I have to pray for them? Yeah, yeah. And the plan that they had me put down was to daily pray for them, pray for them. And I kid you not, man, my heart just broke for them because I know the fate that awaits if they don't make this right, amen? And I had to forgive. And I promise you, I have no ill feelings toward these folks at all anymore. And it's, it's a freeing thing, guys. And some of you, I mean, some of you, I can't relate to that at all. Some of you are like, man, that's, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm struggling with. That. I can't forgive these people, but, but I promise you, you can. See, forgiveness is not just going back and, and making everything exactly the way it was. Forgiveness is, is with everything in your heart and your mind saying, God, they're yours. They're not mine. Because I'm telling you, it feels good, man. It feels good to, 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 to uh, I mean, like, to try to think of all the th- ways that we can revenge somebody, man. It feels good to, ooh, man, they're going to get theirs. I can't wait. I hope, ooh, man, I hope they hope they lose everything, right? And then it's totally radical for someone to go, God, bless them. God, take care of them. God, give them peace. God, give them health. Man, it takes everything in you just to spit it out. Sometimes you want to puke when you do it when you first start. But it is free. Because I don't think, I tell everyone, I don't think that God, if I would have held on to that, to that bitterness and that anger and that revenge that I had in my heart, that I would have been able to do what we're doing. I, I would not have been your pastor. I couldn't have done it. Amen? And so we go through the same thing. Can you, give me, give, give me, some, give me some confirmation here. Can you relate to this? Who can relate to this? This is an important thing for us to understand. And guys, here's what I want you to do. In, in your bulletins, you have a, a blank piece of paper. I'm going to ask the, the, the folks to come up. I'm going to read a, quite a bit of uh, the worship team to come on up. I'm going to read quite a bit of, of scripture here. Leading up to this, this saying what Jesus said. In your bulletin, you have a blank piece of paper. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down. You don't have to necessarily write down the name. But if it's a sister, if it's a business partner, if it's a brother, if it's a cousin, if it's a neighbor, if it's a God knows who it is, then I want you to write this name. If you are holding something in your heart against someone, hatred towards someone. Guys, this is a a commitment of murder, according to the word. This is something that Christ says you cannot be saved if you will not forgive. It's one of the hardest, most difficult things you will ever do but it is worth it. Can I get an amen? Amen. Write those things down as I listen, as you listen to what the scripture says. And what I want you to do, I want you to write them down, and I want you to fold it up as much as you want to fold it up, and I want you to just lay it down right here. I want you to see when you're done, because everybody here is going to have, well, not everybody. Some people may have dealt with this already. But many of us, most of us are going to be dealing with something of unforgiveness in here. And I want you to just lay them down. Just cover this whole, whole stage with it. Is that cool? See, Jesus, after he left Pilate, he'd already had the snot beat out of him, right? In Luke 23, verse 8, Pilate fell, oh, you're a Galilean. Well, I've got to send you to another guy, right? It's this political thing. So he sent him to a guy named Herod. And in verse 8, when Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased. Because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform some sign of some sort. He plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer A fulfillment of prophecy chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there vehemently accusing him fulfillment of prophecy then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him dressing him in an elegant robe they sent him back to Pilate that day Herod and Pilate became friends before this they had been enemies Pilate called together the chief priests the rulers of the rulers and the people and said to them you brought me this man who was the and as one who was inciting the people of rebellion i have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him neither is herod for he sent him back to us as you can see he's done nothing to deserve death therefore i will punish him and release him But the whole crowd shouted away with this man release barabbas to us barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder See, mob mentality can sure seem like the truth. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time, he spoke to them. Why? What crime has this man committed? I found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. And they said, Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. And a short time later after that, they Romans walled off Jerusalem and starved the entire city and then ransacked it. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were led out with him to be executed and they came to the place called Skull, and they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Are you kidding me? And they divided up his clothes and by casting lots of fulfillment of prophecy. People stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine and vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung their hung there hurled insults at him, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly. For we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Write those names down. End this lack of forgiveness in your heart today. Amen? This is an incredible thing that Jesus did. It is not... It is not some sense of strength or will that Jesus did it. It is because he is God, and this is the mentality of God, that he forgives us. Therefore, we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Amen? It's not because we love, it's because he loves us first. It's a wonderful, beautiful, perfect, impossible God that we serve. Let us take that step and let those things go and let God take them. And watch what he does. Father, as we are writing these names, these people down, whether we have actual names in the, man, they may be, Father, they may be old people in the church that we used to go to church with a long time ago. They may be people that, that, that seem so great and so wonderful, but we know, God, they've done some terrible things to us. And we struggle to forgive. But God, may we be just like you. May we be the kind of people that you show favor to. The people that are humble. People that are submissive. and, And truly tremble at your word. Tremble at your word enough to forgive somebody that did something terrible to us. And may we write these names down. And when we put these names here on the stage. Man, may we sincerely say, this is the last day that I will hold this anger, that I will hold this bitterness, that I will hold this desire to revenge, and I will let you have these people, God. Father, it it is in your son's incredible and amazing name. Everybody in the house says, "Amen." Amen. Amen.